Good morning. It's time for Daily Chapel at the LCMS International Center in St. Louis. The text is Matthew chapter 21, verses 33b through 46. The Reverend Peter Lange is preaching. The broadcast of Chapel is underwritten by LCMS International Mission and Ministry to the Armed Forces. A reading from Matthew chapter 21. There was a master of a house who planted a vineyard and put a fence around it and dug a wine press in it and built a tower and leased it to tenants and went into another country. When the season for fruit drew near, he sent his servants to the tenants to get his fruit. And the tenants took his servants and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again, he sent other servants, more than the first, and they did the same to them. Finally, he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and have his inheritance. And they took him and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. When, therefore, the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? They said to him, He will put those wretches to a miserable death and let out the, ten the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the fruits in their season. Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone this was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people producing its fruits. And the one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, and when it falls on anyone, it will crush him. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they perceived that he was speaking about them. And although they were seeking to arrest him, they feared the crowds because they held him to be a prophet. O oh Lord, have mercy on us. In many and various ways, God spoke to his people of old by the prophets. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This parable was spoken by Jesus during Holy Week. And it was spoken, as we heard, to the chief priests and Pharisees, who in their unbelief had opposed Jesus throughout his ministry, and in just a few days would pull out all the stops to kill him. Jesus had just told another parable to this same group of unbelieving Jewish leaders. You probably remember it, it was the parable of the two sons who had two different reactions to a command from their father to go and work in the vineyard. At the end of that parable, Jesus said to these same people that the tax collectors and sinners, prostitutes, who were Jews, mind you, we're entering the kingdom of God ahead of these leaders. Why? Because these Jews, 
did not believe John the Baptist, while the tax collectors and prostitutes did believe him. And of course, believing John's message meant believing in the one whose way John came to prepare. So we have Holy Week. We have the audience of unbelieving Jewish leaders who, as we learn at the end of the parable, knew that Jesus was speaking specifically about them. And third, we have Jesus' citation after the parable of those verses from Psalm 118 that we know as the Easter Psalm. We sang it again just now. The stone that the builders rejected has become the capstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. As for the parable itself, that's sandwiched in the middle, it's easy to remember. There was a vineyard owner who leases out the vineyard and goes on a journey. When it's time to collect his portion of the harvest, he sends three servants. One is beaten, another killed and the third stoned by the tenants who are in that act revealed to be wicked. And so he sends more servants and the wicked tenants do the same to them. Finally, he sends his own son thinking, surely the tenants couldn't be so wicked as to kill even him. But they do. And Jesus asks the chief priests and Pharisees, what do you think the vineyard owner is going to do to those wicked tenants when he returns? And the chief priests and Pharisees pronounce judgment on themselves by answering, he will terribly destroy those terrible people. Kakus, kakos, apolese. And he will let out the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the fruit at the proper time. And so what do we make of all this as we near the end of the second week in Lent on our journey to the cross and empty tomb? Well, on one level, it's pretty straightforward. Even the chief priests and Pharisees to whom Jesus is speaking understood that he was talking about them. They, as the children of Abraham and yet unbelievers who rejected Jesus as the Son of God, they are the ones to whom the Lord let out his vineyard. They and their forefathers had been in the vineyard ever since Abraham and ever since the exodus from Egypt and the institution of the temple cultus and the Aaronic priesthood. But over and over again, while many of the children of Abraham were faithful to Yahweh as they awaited the promised Messiah, many others continually wandered astray from him and his word and killed the prophets whom the Lord sent to call back to faith in him and collect the fruits of faith. And now, finally, these unbelieving leaders in this generation of the children of Abraham 
are even at this moment plotting to kill the son himself, whom the God of Abraham had finally sent into his vineyard to collect the fruits of faith. The hearers of this parable got that. Verse 45 tells us so. When the chief priests and Pharisees heard his parables, they perceived that he was speaking about them. They got it. But no matter what the consequences might be for them, remember they said he will terribly destroy those terrible people. No matter what the consequences, at least they would succeed in killing the son. And then the vineyard would be under their control. Or would it? It's noteworthy during the Holy Week that Jesus spoke this parable that the parable ends with the death of the vineyard owner's son. But that's not the end of the story. Because this is where Jesus introduces the Easter song. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The rejection wasn't the last word. This is a prophecy of the resurrection right in the middle of that Holy Week. The vineyard owner's son would rise from the dead. The vineyard would not be lost. God's plan would not be thwarted. His kingdom would not be overcome. Yet that very fact of the resurrection of God's son from the grave, while it is the most marvelous news to all who believe in him, it also seals the fate of all who hate him and reject him and would seek to destroy him. Jesus himself highlights this other consequence of the resurrection when he connects the parable of the vineyard with the imagery of the cornerstone, saying, therefore I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people producing its fruits. And the one who falls on the stone will be broken to pieces. And when it falls on anyone, it'll blow them away like chaff. By that he means the one who falls on this once rejected but now resurrected stone of Jesus Christ who falls on him through unbelief that person shall be broken to pieces and when the cornerstone who is Jesus Christ falls on anyone in judgment that person will be scattered to the four winds and so let this be a sober warning to anyone even once enlightened ones who would crucify again the Son of God by their rejection of him. And for you, who often feel like the despised tax collectors and sinners compared with the powerful, wicked tenants of the day, 
know this. The wicked tenants will not triumph. Though the son is rejected and killed with evil intent, it is all according to the father's plan for our redemption. And the son will rise again on the third day. The Lord will not be thwarted in his will for the kingdom of God to triumph eternally. The stone that was rejected has become the cornerstone. And though this means terrible judgment for all who reject him, it is marvelous in our eyes. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for joining us for chapel. The broadcast of Chapel is underwritten by LCMS International Mission and Ministry to the Armed Forces. To learn more about LCMS International Mission and Ministry to the Armed Forces, visit kfuo.org chapel.